This podcast of Clancy, Shane and Kimber comes with a free measuring quote on blinds, curtains and shutters. Just call ABC Blinds on 13 13 15 to get yours during ABC Blinds Million Dollar Stock Clearance. Hey, this is Kimber and here are today's best bits from Clancy, Shane and Kimber on Mix 94.5. Our next guest is featured on uh, amazing movies like American Beauty and The Help. TV's West Wing was a huge hit and the hit uh, sitcom called Mom in recent times. A six-time Primetime Emmy Award winner and one of the voices from the animated TV show Minions. That's not her, by the way. We're trying to convince her to come to Australia. Alison, Jenny, welcome. Thank you. I wish, I, can I just say, I wish I were there in person. I've never been to Australia. And I feel I'm just missing. There's a big hole in my heart that I've never been there. Can I ask you, Alison, that uh, you are someone who's won a few awards, uh, six SAGs, six Emmys. Do you go through a bottle of Pledge every week at your place, just polishing <laughs> them up? I have never polished one of my awards, I must I actually should check them out. I don't. I don't ever. Where are they? Well, I did. I did just move uh, to a new house, and and this new house I'm in has absolutely no shelves whatsoever. Right. So I ordered bookshelves that uh... just arrived like last week, and now I have in my kitchen all these beautiful freestanding bookshelves that have. Like, they're, it's wonderfully arranged so that there are awards and then there are books and, like, a little lighting tchotchke nice. thing and a little this mm. and a little that. So they're all, they kind of look beautiful and not so just boom, boom in your face. <laughs> just Emmy, Emmy. arranged bookshelf with all these different things. So you go, oh, there's an Emmy. Oh, there's a... Now, we just went and saw the film yesterday. We saw Minions, in uh, which you are a voiceover artist. What's the process well, for that? I've not seen it. Oh, really? I've seen the movie, but I'm so... No, I've not seen it at all. I, I know that it's going to be great, though. I've loved the Despicable Me movies and the Minions. Who can't... You know, who doesn't love those? I mean, they're just... They are so funny. There's something so appealing about them. People just latched on to them. At uh, six foot five, I've always found your height attractive, but has there, there ever been a leading uh, male actor or a director who hasn't enjoyed trying to get you into the scene as, as much? I love that you're six five. I would love to... That would be so great to stand next to you on the red carpet. <laughs> I, I guess when people hire me, they know what they're getting and they want that. They want the high yeah. parity between me and the other actors. I mean, Aaron Sorkin famously had me say to Kristen Chenoweth, who who we did scenes with, and Aaron would say would want me to be in high heels and Kristen to be in flats. And and I, I looked at her and I said, "Are we even?" in the same species. Uh, like, <laughs> Alison, probably one of the, the best things about doing Mignons is actually you can read your lines. Do you have any difficulty as an actor remembering your lines and getting it all in the right order? Well, as I get older, I feel like I've used up, I used up so much memorizing chip in my brain for West Wing. I've, I've always been famously um, known, at least amongst my fellow actors, for how quickly I can memorize lines. It's what I do. I have to do it in order to do what I do. I always think of it as, you know, memorizing lines is to an actor as putting running shoes is to a runner. Alison, in my opinion, American Beauty is one of the best films created. Was it the kind of set you just wanted to hang around all the time? I mean, Kevin Spacey, we all know he's an incredible actor. I don't know yeah. what he's like to work with, uh, <laughs> but it was such it was, a brilliant uh, film. Yeah, it was, and I, I was... Um, grateful to Alan Ball who wrote that. I had just done a play of his. I just started out in the theater in New York and I had done a play of his called Five Women Wearing the Same Dress and I I did that off-Broadway and then he had written American Beauty and he told the director Sam Mendes that he very much wanted me to play the mom in American Beauty and I that's why I got it and it was an amazing experience. Your hit 
comedy uh, mom at the moment with Anna Ferris, but also Big Bang Theory, Two and a Half Men, Dahmer and Greg. It's a man named Chuck. You almost only need the first name. Yeah. Uh, you've worked with some incredible people, and uh, Chuck Laurie's put all of those shows together. Yeah, and I, you know, after West Wing, as a matter of fact, I had a, a, a what they call out here a development deal I had with Chuck Laurie to create a show and, and it didn't end up going and he and Anna had they were the people behind mom and then they asked me to come and, and join them I went in and actually auditioned and I knew that she'd be a lovely person and she is and we we get along really well and it's a, one of the best jobs I've had Alison come to Australia we'll make you feel at home we'll have a good time hey I would love that I'm going to take you up on that someday soon yeah. hopefully cheers it's getting busy it's getting uh, very interesting with a Korean theme on the elimination blind taste test on MasterChef Matt Preston is in town he's in here G'day, Matt how are you mate no exceptionally well thank you now, the, I love the show. I, 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 I'm surprised that it's rating like it did. Like, you know how it's been around for a while? and it's then an all of a sudden, show. It should be gone Yeah, it should be, And then it kicks in. Yeah, like, Oxygen, yeah. I don't know where it came from. But I've got to ask you about Marco Pierre White, because he is fascinating yeah. to me. Yeah. The repeater. Like, where's your lemon? Where's your lemon? Where's your lemon? He's quail, just like quail, that. Where's my quail? Where's my quail? Colin, yeah. where's my sausage? Where's, where's my, sausage? my sausage? Is he a full quid? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, you know what? He, no, probably not. No, with your psychology not. background, you know what, I mean? yeah, what do you yeah, think? Prob- is he the full quid? He's a really interesting character. You know, one you got to remember, he started in kitchens age fifteen years old, so he really didn't have a childhood or a youth. So, yep. so that, that's number one. N- number two, his mum died when he was really young, so that that had a, I think, a huge impact, a right. huge impact on him. Um, he is one of the the dead set, the rare dead set legends you meet. The very few people you meet who are who have changed the way yeah. a country's eaten, and he was really the first. He was the first real celebrity chef. So, so you've got this weird thing. When on one, and then on the other hand, he's he lives in Marco world, and so he's slightly, you know, when he's in in Marco world, it's all about just about the quail or when I was a boy, you know. And so, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. Do, you do have this great thing when you're with him that, that that you know, one minute you know you're with a legend, but then there's this 15 year old boy in there, and there's also this 70 year old man. So, and you, then there's yeah. this rock star. There's something in there as well. Yeah. At the end of the day, he has. He is one of the most charismatic people you'll ever meet. And yeah. There's Nigel Lawson's the same. They, people who walk into a room and everyone turns. You know, really? You, you'll you know, know it with, with, the, with the, the actors you've had in here. And the, Damn right. Yeah, yeah. Some, absolutely. Some yeah. walk in and they just like, everything else goes black. You look into their eyes and you go, ah, oh, you'd live yeah. here forever. You would think too yeah, that true. chefs must have some sort of a series of qualities that are the same as each other because the persistence and the tenacity, I mean, to, to be able to go... This thing, it looks like a peach, but when you hit it with a spoon, something else. I mean, you know, it looks amazing. We're all, you know, we all think it's incredible, but we don't know that they've taken hours and hours and hours and oh, 400 attempts no, no, to no, make no, that No, 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 years and years and years. I mean, I remember the first time I met Heston Blumenthal, who's on, who's on the show on Sunday, um, I, I was in Milan. He was talking about this idea. He wanted to make a sorbet that you could, you could set fire to, an ice cream you could burn. Yep. So you'd just, it would come to the table and then you'd, then you'd ignite the sorbet and then... I went to the restaurant two years later, and he said, "Look, we, we're there, we're there." And he brought this sorbet out, and that, it, that, that ignited the table. So that's a that's a two year development. Yeah, there has to, to be it. a certain quality to a person yeah, to a be cert- able to commit to that. Because I would have given up in patient, four, yeah. t- Ele- four attempts. Element of mania, element of of genius. Um, but you know, it's the old idea. It's it's ninety nine percent perspiration, one percent inspiration. I mean, all these guys work really, really hard. Mm. Unlike us on Marshall, where we do very little and just oh, go sit around, <laughs> sit around, eat food, and talk about tasting it. and talking. Oh.
happening. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Exactly. It, it is. It is the world's biggest lurk, and um, we. This is. Like, <laughs> we realised this this year. We're just sitting there, the three of us, going, "Oh, this is so not hard. <laughs> what a great job, <laughs> mate!" I was lucky enough to spend a few hours with the pizza local pizza legend Theo Caligaracas. Yeah, this sure. Week. Yeah, he's a good boy. What of, yeah, he's, he's a he's a rock and roll pizza guy, and he's got a new place in Vic Park yeah. called Theo and Co. But uh, you, uh, what's always impressed me about you is you know the West Aussie legends of food. There's so many around, and we're lucky to have so many good chefs in. Yeah, oh, and and, and it's and I mean you know I think the terrifying thing for me coming over here is that is that the last three I was here in November and like there's another ten places to go that are really good so mm. and and it's and it is people like you know the, the guy used to be the chef at Harvest who's now got um, pleased to meet you and he's got this new rum bar and it's like mm. oh I need to go there and there and then what about here and then but then the old favourites like you know. Alan from Loosebox has come back with the, with his new bistro. Or I, w- I went I went to Vans last night, which is like you know I think the oh, first yeah. time I came yeah. to Perth, yeah. I had I had um I had breakfast there, and that that's still as good as it, as it always is. So it's a you know I, I think I think historically there, there's been a real Sydney. I remember when I first started writing about food, there was a real Sydney centric thing about food writing. That, that, that all the magazines were out of Sydney. It was Sydney journalists writing about Sydney chefs, and mm. we had to suck it up in every other market. And I remember going into a meeting with editors saying, this is ridiculous. 70% of your, your readers are outside of Sydney. Everything's about Sydney. Let's get out. So I came to Perth, and I spent six days here eating in Perth, and found this, um, this amazing cultural... Did you sleep that through? Yeah. No, not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, but, but, but I was lucky, because I was at that time when the, when the just when the bar license had changed, the place called Tiger, Tiger had opened no. up, just down, just down by the big theatre um, in Hay, and 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 that was the beginning of what you're seeing now. You know, with the with the mm. the bar culture and the growthy small uh, boutique hotels like the Alex. And I mean, it's, it's really it's at the moment it's really exciting. Best city. job in the world you got, mate. Can yeah. I ask you what's mm-hmm. your worst restaurant spill? Um, just give you an example. Mine is I, I, I feel for waiters and waitresses mm. where where they bring in three glasses of red, and I stood mm. up just as she reached over, and the whole everything oh. went all over me Ooh. and the person I was with. Oh. <laughs> you, you know. It's interesting. It, it doesn't happen as much, but it used to happen when when I was kind of known. When I when I'd st- I've been reviewing for maybe three years, and suddenly everyone knew who I was. And and they, the the young waiter would come, and they'd they, they'd have the shakes because they were so terrified. <laughs> and the bottle of red wine would shake, and it, none of it would go in the wine; it would all go on the table. And you just go, "Oh, honey, I'm not that that mean. I'm you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. just relax. It's okay. Just bring me a straw. Put the bottle on the table. Yeah, bring right. me yeah. a straw. But, uh, yeah, but you know, like, I've I've seen I've seen the, the bottle of wine knocked over and stuff going. I mean, I, mean, I kind of feel that you know that you, you've got to see those things as 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 it's it's part of the experience. Yes, it just happens sometimes. I mean, th- there are other things that are more frustrating, like, you know, you drink, you, you're you sitting there and you can see your food on the pass. Or yes. You can see, you, and the worst one is really, you get there, you order you order that beer that you want to start the meal with and, and that glass of champagne and it's sitting, it's sitting on the pass yep. and it won't come to you. Yeah. And you oh, watch yeah. it, that and you watch it getting warm. Yeah. Yeah. Or you see them take, you know, walking around to different tables with your yeah, well, meal. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's yours. Yeah, that, that, that's what. And you know what it is? It's um, you know, it really isn't. It really isn't that hard. Mm. You know, mm. just write the number and know where the tables yeah. are. Yeah. And you've got to be careful of being not, you know, too rude. Because we were sitting there, my son and I, waiting. And I said, "That's our meal, right there. I'll go still there, it. still there. Go and get it yourself." <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And when they, but, but you see, that's the problem. It, that, that's the other one is when they don't put them. Another one is when they don't put the wine on the table. They put it on a central station, and then they're not. They're not switching. It's not enough to, to just top up the wine. You'd understand this. Top up the wine. And, we, we and we're to ready to top it up. That's right. But if, <laughs> you, but if you get up and walk over that station, take oh. that wine. 
Yeah, the, that's considered pretty cheeky, isn't it? it? Well, I mean, but it's. I mean, I think that's how they're helping out. It's. It, but that, the reaction is is if you've clicked your fingers, which is as we all know, mm. the, the 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 best way of really annoying waitress to click your fingers because they really oh. don't like that. No, it's, well, um, we went to a bar the other day for lunch, and we just wanted to get um an extra like who so would get a of water. So you went to a bar for lunch, yeah. yeah, no yeah. food, just drink. But we were one glass down on the table and I went to go get help and it was quite busy and there were two girls behind the and I thought I'm never going to get served and so I just leaned over and grabbed a glass but I got the look as I walked yeah, away I'm like yeah. okay look I just I just took a glass off the top of the rack yeah. I, you know, I, you know, you know what? You know what? Uh, yeah, the, uh, you can understand it's the whole space thing, but it's and it's they see it. it, it people are seeing it as, an, as a comment on their inefficiency and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But mm. um, but at the end of the day, I think you know, by and large, service in 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 Australia's got so much better over the last ten years. Yeah, and you know, and 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 what's weird about those experiences we're talking about now is they tend to be quite rare. Yeah, I and agree. because they become quite rare, you kind of get incensed by them. But in the old days, mm-hmm. you know, that idea of waiting for the bill at the end of the meal, and oh. the, the waiters have all done that thing where they go. Pfft, it will just disappear. Yeah. Just evaporated, you know? that, yeah. it, those things that don't happen mainly because I think restaurants are now much more focused on, you know, they want to move you through. Yeah. Yeah. They want to sell that table again. Get more so, covers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mate, we've got to wrap up, uh, but we are giving away 100 grand tomorrow. But we could lay that 100 grand in your lap and you could go to any place to eat in the world. Where would it be? Top notch. Um, there is a restaurant in the north of Sweden called Faviken. Um, and you go there, and when you arrive, the chef is coming down from the mountain top, carrying a moose. Ooh. And there, you walk through the you walk through the forest around there, and you know they talk all this talk about foraging. And you think it's normally really hard. They're literally they're, there's whole fields of raspberries under the trees, or 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 or, or, um, or the wild little baby wild strawberries. You eat there. It, it, you, you you sleep under you sleep under reindeer skin, and at the end of the meal, you walk out, and there's the northern lights playing in the sky. That's with the with the one you love. Yep. That is that is the singly the best place to go. I reckon it's an amazing. Oh my experience. God, Matt Preston wow. spends the hundred grand what like I, that. What I do to sleep in a reindeer skin? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, they're, they're so. <laughs> what I do to warm. carry a moose? <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks, mate. We'll catch you back on the TV. No. Remember back when Bruce was uh, would be when Bruce was Bruce and uh, not Caitlin. You know, you think about the K-girls from the Kardashians and when they were marrying basketballers and all that, and they were big weddings. Yeah, oh, they, yeah. they were mainly uh, financed by selling the um, rights to Who magazine. Yeah, <laughs> come and take a heap of photos, <laughs> sell them off, and that will pay for the wedding. But we hear often about people, and I know as a parent, uh, my son gets married, I pay for the bar and he gets divorced in a year. Mm-hmm. I will not be happy. <laughs> I, will, I will not be happy if he gets married. But uh, we're talking about those marriages that don't last long and the parents that have paid for it. Gail in Rivervale, did you have your wedding paid for by your parents? I did. My first one, yes. It cost. It was back in the 80s. Mm. So, you know, things were a lot cheaper then, but it cost them 10 grand yes. from my wedding. And we were married for three months. Oh, <gasps> Gail. Uh, 10 grand was <laughs> I, a lot of money in the 80s. How dare you laugh? Your oldies must have just suffered. I still hear about it. Yeah. I bet. Gail, three months. Can, did you, on the actual wedding day, think you were doing the right thing or were you having doubts then and went through with it? Well, I kind of had doubts on the way to the wedding and my father at, was saying to me, you know, you don't have to go through with this. We can turn around and go home, you know. Oh, that's <laughs> Gee good, whiz. On the day, that's not a good thing. So, no, I know. No. Why were we having doubts? Was he a bit of a doodler? He was a bit of a player, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Because three months is a, it's a fast decline, isn't it? Three months. It bitch. is. Well, you know, you can't, get, can't stand up. That's what happened. <laughs> so we're talking about 25 years later, your oldies are going, you remember that wedding? 
Yes, and they say to me, all they say to me now was it was it was a good party, but oh, <laughs> yeah, Dale, it's cheaper to pay them out. Give your parents the ten grand; you'll never have to hear about it ever again. <laughs> Mind you, you survived uh, telling them the news. Yeah. <laughs> we broke oh, it yeah, up. That, that wasn't good telling them that, no. but anyway, three I months. You're right. Yeah. Well done, Gail. Sounds Thanks like for it that. was the right move. Claire's online <laughs> from Parkwood. G'day, Claire. How you going? Good story. Yeah, um, similar to Gail. I, uh, my parents paid out about 10 grand 25 years ago and 17 months later that ended. Oh. Then they did it again for me um, five years later when I got remarried. So. And did that one last? Yeah, still here. Yes. Okay. Later, so. How did the first one go over when you said, look, uh, you know, that 10 grand you paid? <laughs> that lazy 10? Yeah, like a lead balloon. Yeah. <laughs> um, Was there any uh, wordage about, you know, like any kind of veiled threat there, Claire? You, you just can't ever break up from this guy the second time around? No, they just cross their fingers and hope for the best, I think. And when when they were finally uh, given a, a granddaughter, I think that sort of forgave right. them. Really. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's sort of like, never the, gonna happen. It's like <laughs> the first wedding is like a down payment, isn't it? This is just the practice round. Yeah, that's and, right. Yeah, well, that's what my ex-husband said. He said, well, I haven't, didn't do that before. So I thought I'd give it a go. My <laughs> God, can you imagine paying for two weddings <laughs> for the <laughs> same <laughs> person? I don't think you're under any responsibility to pay for anyone's wedding yeah, as a parent. You, I don't think the parents would pay for the second one, but anyway, you've done well, oh, Claire. Just, I know I did very well. Yeah. Sweetheart. Yeah. Thanks, Claire. Come in. Thanks. Clazy Shane and Kimber go so well together, just like ABC Blinds and a clearance sale. Call 13 13 15 to save big during ABC Blinds Million Dollar Stock Clearance.